Christian Medical and Dental Association of Nigeria Students Arms presents the maiden edition of online conferences, Prayer and Missions Conference 2020, with the theme, Arrows in His Quiver. Three platforms, 16 speakers, delegates from all across Nigeria and overseas. It was a life-changing experience for many. Brace up as you listen to power-packed messages and parallel sessions on issues pertaining to Christian Medic. God bless you as you listen. Let's, Let's welcome, welcome our speaker. We're talking about Christian Medic in politics and in different spheres and societies. I've had some form of controversies about as regards the role of the believer in politics and because of this, many believers tend to shy away from politics. Um, when the, the slogan WWJD came on, what would Jesus do? Um, it, it brought about a lot of questions and people asked, would Jesus have been a politician if he were to be in a, a society like ours today. I trust the Lord that um, as we go on, God will help us to be able to to look at the different areas and the different opportunities that the believer has as regards politics. And, and I'll be talking about this based on the following outline. Um, I will just talk about politics generally. We'll look at the whole general perspective and we'll look at historical perspectives, both biblical perspectives historically, and then we'll look at historic history of politics and the church, both the medieval times and up to the 21st century. And then quickly we'll just talk about the preparation, what the Christian who look at some questions that have been asked which would help us talk about the challenges in politics, which makes it a bit tough for the Christian. And the question that would answer, I will quickly, quickly talk about my own personal experience. Um, by God's grace, I have served um, in, in the Nigeria Medical Association as the Assistant Secretary of Nigeria Medical Association, FCT chapter. Um, by virtue of the introduction, if we look at Romans chapter 1, verse 17, sorry, chapter 13, 1 to 7, it says a lot about governing authorities and how we relate with the authorities that we have. I want to say that um, at this point that Ken Leach had noted and said that all Christians are political. That is his quote. He said, whether they realize it or not, but especially when they don't realize it. Um, Ken Leach is a vicar who started a movement um, on homelessness and a charity. And he said this and has always maintained that all, Christ all Christians are political because if you look at what Jesus Christ came to earth to do, Acts 10.38 says that how God doing good, doing good, healing all manner that were, that were oppressed of the devil for God was with him. It is of note that Jesus Christ came to make life easier for the common man. And if we note the stories of Jesus Christ from the beginning to the end of the gospel, 
we realize, we see Jesus as someone who was always interacting with the poor, always interacting with those of the low, low, lower society to help get them what they needed to get. Because in those days, the politicians were really not so interested. And then we're looking at certain terms which we need to put in perspective to help us come to a point. But before we get to that point, the key points which we must take home from Romans 13, 1 to 7, 1, is that all authorities are established by God. The idea that politics is a dirty thing should be abolished from our hearts. It should be disabused from our hearts. True. Maybe the process that people take or what people do to get to the positions where they are politically, all, all, all Christians, um, every authority is established by God. And because God establishes this authority, it is, it is thing we all must do to ensure that, that we are, we are going on with this leadership and politics. Number two thing is that leadership is there to maintain law and order. Leadership is there to maintain law and order. So leadership, we maintain law and, and order. And if we must have a sane society, then it means that people who are sane, people who have the capacity to, to, to help in the maintenance of law and order. One other point which you must get is that the, the, the government collects. As a matter of fact, today in our country, one of the challenges which we find in our society today, corruption, where we see so many people talking about looting, looting, actually looting, and it's from every, every point in the government of the country, subset of leadership, which is corruption. And in Romans 13, 1 to 7, it talks about, about um, that, that the authorities are God's servants and they are to, we are to pay taxes. So God puts them there for us to pay taxes so that they can manage what taxes are. If we begin to talk about the challenges, especially in our own country today, it is mind-blowing. Just a few days ago, we saw what even happened to a doctor, who a medical doctor, a professor, who was, who was uh, asked to give accounts of the money that he had spent, from the, whether he fainted legitimately or whether it was in an act, that they will have to prove themselves. But the, the thing is this, there are so many people who are there, who should be there, who, who keep embezzling monies that should be used to help subset medicine. 81 point something billion was embezzled by a group of people. If you put that into the teaching hospitals, the, if you put that into six teaching hospitals in the six geopolitical zones, we all know as both medics what these things can change. If we put invest that into the medical schools to improve the medical training, it is quite challenging. I want to say that it is important because the challenges are so obvious and Christians, Christian medics must take up this challenge to get into leadership. Because we know who a Christian is and there's no doubt as to who a Christian is. A medic 
I will just define who a medic is. A medic is a medical practitioner. A medic can be a medical student in the British in the British um, parlance. Then the Americans also Christian practice, medical practitioner, a Christian student, or a Christian paramedic in the armed forces. So it is important to note this. And we're looking at these people's role in politics. Then the question is, what is politics? Because the word politics seems to be somewhat ambiguous to so many people. And that is why people look at politics as being a dirty game. Politics is something that people shouldn't even get into and the rest of it. Politics means the activities associated with the governance of a country or an area. Any activity that has to do with governance is called politics. That is why when it comes to, 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 to the country, when it comes to so many people, when it comes to the processes, and politics can also be an activity aimed at improving, improving someone's status or power within an organization. Politics can also mean an activity that is aimed at improving someone's power or status within an organization. And if we keep at this, this, this help us to be able to, to move and to understand our role as Christian medics and what we need to do in, in politics. Then we need to look at the different biblical perspectives. There have been different roles. In the Old Testament, it is obvious that we have different kings. At a time, God was the one who was giving the people um, direction as to what to do. A time came, the people or children of Israel said they wanted a king. That was when somewhat politicking started. They wanted a king, somebody who would be like a ruler to them from every, like other governments and other countries and other peoples. And in the Old Testament, people who participated in politics, I will just mention because of our time, just three people. One was Nehemiah. Nehemiah was somebody who was the king wine um, cup bearer. And in those days, the cup bearer is a political position where the king gets somebody he trusts. A trusted person by the king who, first of all, tastes the wine of the fine to the taste of the king. So, in those days, that the king could not be poisoned. You know, so Nehemiah was always at the king's palace because Nehemiah was a politician. So it came to a point when Nehemiah needed to go back. <coughs> excuse me. To, <coughs> excuse me. When Nehemiah needed to go back to to rebuild the walls, the king noted his he was somebody who was a happy man around the king. Another example is this is the 
popular story we know about Esther. Esther was a young lady who was queen a a kingdom that's almost half of the world. And if you look at and you know in even in our country Nigeria, we know how powerful the, the wife of the president can be. If people want to get to the president, they used to get this um um, world, those positions are, are not contested. They are not elective positions, but they are positions where people have influence in government. Another person in the Old Testament is Daniel. Alright, so Daniel was someone who was said to have been at a place of authority of government for more than 60 years. He was relevant to every government. And in the book of Daniel, we saw that so clearly. In the New Testament, we didn't we didn't see yet see people, the, the, the believers or the elite, the believers talk about politics. But we noted that Jesus Christ was thought to be the Messiah by the Jews. They felt it was somebody who was going to help them from come out of the bondage and the oppression of the Romans. So Jesus Christ was looked at a political figure in the New Testament. That was why they said that a Messiah would not come from a humble beginning. If you look at the early church and politics, it started from in AD 2070 when Emperor Nero Emperor Nero accused the believers of being the ones that, that destroyed Rome and he really punished them, persecuted them seriously until Constantine gave his life to Christ. And Constantine now mixed, now became allowed the church to be free and that was when the church and the state was one. That continued until the Byzantine era down to the Roman Catholic Church, where even the Catholic, the popes of those days had powers over the different states. They were more like the kings. The kings of the different countries were paying taxes to the popes. The popes were more like the head of the church. Until Martin Luther King, Martin Luther came off, the, 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 the Protestants started, um, Martin Luther came off the, the Catholic Church in the 20th and politics. People have been getting into politics in so many, many ways. The church has a lot of people. In Nigeria, for instance, we see that the vice president of the Federal Republic of Nigeria is a pastor of a church. I'm sure he would have continued pastoring if not for the fact that maybe the demands of maybe being a, a vice president may be so obvious and or um, to maybe so overwhelming to him. So it is. I want to talk about a story that is quite lovely and it is a recent thing that happened. Said to his members that he was going to resign from being the general of the church, Assemblies of God Church in Malawi, that God had called him into politics. It was absurd. This was a man who, all of his young age, his youthful age, he spent it in the church as a pastor. He left it and got into politics. Seven years down the line, in April 2020, this man won the election and today he is the, he is the, the president of Malawi. So what is the role of the Christian medic? You know, we are, we are looked at in society as one people who are very, very cerebral. For most of us, even though people say a lot about medicine, this one, this, that, this, that, medicine is still the, one of the costs that still, that still has the highest number of, the highest concentration of the elites. When I talk about elite, now academic elite 
in every class in different secondary school. The brightest brains in every class in different secondary school find themselves within medicine. Somehow, in every school that offers medicine, medicine has a very high cutoff point. And for you to hit that in jam, a lot of very, very, um, very, very intelligent young men and women find themselves in medicine. But, but unfortunately, we don't find this translation back into politics. And we find out that so many doctors a bit are naive about politics. And we find people, when we look at SUGs, the Student Union Government in university, let's start from that, we realize that the, the Student Union Government of different um, universities are run more by law students. And I want to say at this point that there are different levels to politicking. Um, one is from the national, the one you have, party, partisan politics, have APC or PDP or whatever party that it is. We have states, we have local government politics, and we have associations. Associations can be, whether cooperative associations can be the, the medical association, like professional association bodies, like the one we belong to for the doctors, Nigerian Medical Association, or for the students, the, the, the NINSA, the Nigerian Student Medical Association. And there are other groups that people can belong to. And whatever the, 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 the association that you choose to politics, a lot of things are eluding us. For instance, everything, every decision that is made about medicine, about healthcare in Nigeria is dictated by the politicians. I want to thank God that currently that doctors are getting brazen up and doctors are getting into politics. In the Senate, the, the, the Chairman Senate Committee on Health is a medical doctor and in the House of Representatives, we have Dr. Tanko Sununu, who is a, a, a past enemy national secretary general, and he's, he's the, the chairman house committee on clinical services. These ones, they are consultants, and they know what is needed. Before now, when doctors are not getting into politics, we go to, 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 to this point, and we see house. We have more people from other health sectors who who other parts of the health sector who are into politics. And when they do things, they do things and that affect against us, even though that we are the head of the, the medical, the, 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 medic, the health care delivery system. The doctor is the head of the health care delivery system. But we have not been able to match that with what? In all spheres. Because we need to start seeing people who will get into politics to get things to be done. It is not an easy thing to do, but you must be prepared. And if people have done it, if people who are not as smart as we are, if you permit me to say that, who don't have the, the kind of intellect, the kind of perseverance, the kind of integrity, especially for those of us who are Christians, the integrity that we have and that resilience that we have, people who don't have it are there and they're just trading. I've been privileged to, to be in politics and I, and I work with people in different caucuses. When you go for this country, because believers are not there. And if the Christian medic does not think about what to do, starting from where we are, we have the NIMSA, 
How many medical Christian medical students are, 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 are ESCO members, executive members in Isa? We tend to spiritualize it, but it is a spiritual sin because God wants us, intends us to be those that will also lead leadership. Because if you remember, I said that Romans 13, 1 to 7, God established leadership. We must, leadership is there to maintain law and order and to handle matters in every area as people are embezzling funds and Christians are there. We pay dues. Our dues are used to do all sorts of atrocities. And because we don't participate, we just say, okay, let us just keep ourselves in church. To some, he made prophets. To some, he made apostles. To some, he made teachers. To some, he made evangelists. Allow me to add in Romans chapter 12, he said to some, he made administrators. And what, uh, what, can, what more can a Christian medic do or be if he's not an administrator in, in the, in the fel- in, in, not in fellowship, not an administrator in the secular world? These are other news that we can expect. People who are shying away from a responsibility of saying what is true. And I was reading scriptures, and that part in Esther, that's a time like this. That is why God needs believers. Because if we don't get involved, people who should defend, people who should help, people who should help support. Jesus Christ went about doing good. People who should have done good for would have, would have ended up losing that for these people. Number two, you need to know what, is and what entails in getting into a position. For instance, many of us don't even attend meetings. You are a medical student. You don't attend your medical association meetings. How will you be a part of them? Right. We were called to the world. We were not called just to the church. We were called to reach out to the world. So you must participate in whatever association is. You must participate. Many of us just tap stand aside. For you, are you, have you, how many of the NMA events did you, did you attend or do you attend? Most times, the criteria for leaders in this area is usually attendance of meetings. And many of us, we just stay away. Number three, you should be able to gather a critical mass, mass of people who are like-minded you. And you begin to engage them. Let them see. And you must follow the requirements that you need to get into position. For instance, in NMA, it takes two years to prepare to get into a position. In the medical association, I'm sure it usually takes one year. Because the change in that, it takes about one year. So, who says that we cannot be leaders in this area? Because God has called us to those leadership. We must participate in election. Sometimes believers don't bother. They say, oh, it does not concern me. This, that, this, that, that election is this, that politics is dirty. It is because we allowed unbelievers, those who are not accepted Christ, those who are not allowed God to rule their lives, who have allowed them to, to run politics. That is why politics is said to be dirty. When believers get into politics, it will be arranged. We look at America as a country and we wonder why does America run the way it runs, like a system that works. It is because it is founded by the principles of scriptures. 
the people that founded the United States of America were believers. That is why America, they write on their, their currency, in God we trust. And as much as possible, they try to still follow those basic scriptural principles up to today. I must dare say that your basic tool as a Christian medic in politics is integrity. And new leaders. And integrity has been the watchword. People are looking for that chairman, that secretary, that president, that assistant president or vice president, that treasurer, that we do and represent the people properly, not people who we want to go ahead to do what they want to do. For the want of time, I want to look at certain challenges in politics. Number one in the political realm, is it the possible? Yes, it is. Because it has happened in several places. It is still happening in different places. There are so many countries now in the world where the believers are, where the, the, the leaders are believers. I just give an example of, 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 of um, the country Malawi. Malawi is a country where there are believers who, who are in power. So, when a believer is in power, it is easy. And a scriptural that can truly make Jesus be Lord. True. Christians have a right to let their consciences override the majority view of their constituents. There are so many things that are challenging to the believers. For instance, you go to political meetings and people are trying to, you know, in politics, majority carries the vote. That is why you still have to come to the point of critical mass. When people see that you have, you have, um, you have integrity, it is easy for them to follow you. Most times, especially medics, we can influence people either in enemy and in different parts of the world when they see in, um, our, our influence and they see what we can do. And now a problem Christians can find is that how can Christian partisans run for office without compromising the unity of the church? It happened in Nigeria. What would you say if you are a pastor of a church or you are a Christian and there is this thing of partisan things? You are a Christian medic in a fellowship and somebody in the fellowship is supporting somebody else. All these things they can, uh, are ways that politics can be run. There are ways politics can be run which will help still hold unity of both the church and even the fellowship as it were. And then should Christian politicians seek to legislate morality? Yes, I will say. Because at the end of the day, what people want is to see things inevitable compromises world. The answer is no. It does not require inevitable compromises. And I'm going to give an example of my own life. Um, I've been into politics in Nigeria Medical Association since 2012. And when we go for certain political meetings and so, you see people come up and they do all sorts. Sometimes we go for night meetings, conferences, people can be randy, you know, they are loose um, in their morals. But I've not gotten myself involved. For instance, I don't take alcohol in any form. And 
a lot of them do take it, and at some point, it becomes a challenge of, oh, this one, that one, that one, and all these things. And many of them go out there and do all sorts of um, exchanges. People um, do embezzle money. Let me just be clear about it and be frank. You go out there and people embezzle money. Monies that are meant for some other things, the dues that people pay, people don't channel those monies to what they should use them for. But by his mercies, because I stood my ground and because I've maintained my own stand right from the beginning, I stand with Christ. I don't mingle with anything that has to do with evil. So compromise is not something that is easy to come around because my stand is already from the outset. They know me as a believer. They know my stand. They know the principles that I live by. So political involvement does not require inevitable compromises as we think. People tend to buy votes. As we speak, I'm running for an office. I'm politicking, campaigning for an office. Some of my opponents are already using monies to buy votes. Some are already using monies to look at this and to, to, to you know, do all sorts. And they do mudslinging. They try to talk about people's character, try to to, to, to lie, you know, put false ac accusations and false, false, falsehood is put out there just to have political advantage. People tell you that it's politics, it's politics, but it's not true. You can go into politics and win an election without compromising. Is it worth it? Is politics really worth it? My answer is yes, yes, and yes. It is Christians in government that keep the government accountable. When I served as assistant secretary, around me I ensured that everything that happened around me was something that was what we were asked and called to do. So we are there to keep accountability. The Bible says that we are the salt of the earth. We are the ones that keep this place running. If believers live saltiness, we will lose, the earth will, will collapse. So as Christian medics in politics, we are there to keep government, whether the government, when I mean government, now at any level, accountable. We bring transcendent values. We are the ones who make people see that there can be values. We help people to see the truth and of value in human lives. In government today, it is because of the power of Christians in government that is why that the things that we ordinarily would have been fighting against in legislation, for instance, abortion. If we have, don't have Christian, Christian medics in politics, and we just say no problem. One we are faced with the challenges of, of, of transgender. We are faced with this challenge now. And if we don't hold on to our values, if we as believers... We don't move if we, as believers, we don't go into politics. These things will be forced on us. I'm a plastic surgeon, and if there's any area of surgery that will do self-reassignment, self, re, 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 it will be plastic surgeons. And in plastic surgery, we'll be forced. Somebody will come to, to do this. We'll be forced to do these things. That is why we need Christians to be in politics, so that we can bring these values Christians will provide a restraining influence. We are the salt of the earth. People do meetings and they do meetings in the wee of the night so that they can do all sorts in enemy politics, in, even in ARD, in NIMSA. If you have attended any means, NIMSA, NIMSA, NEC meeting or, or conference, 
when the main decisions are to be taken, decisions that are of importance, they keep dragging it into the wheel of the night. I went for, for a caucus meeting in Zaria sometime in February. A meeting that was supposed to start at 7 p.m. didn't start until 11 p.m. We were there doing meeting until 5 a.m. If you are not there and you stand, you lose out. And these are things that we must participate so that we can do it. And I must say, if it is worth it, yes, it is worth it. If you can see, that is my poster. I'm running for the position of Secretary Enemy Federal Capital Territory. I'm giving some examples, but it is a political journey. I've been engaging people day to day, making calls, running around, going to hospitals, convincing people about what I can possibly do and what I can do. I have a manifesto, which if you look at the picture on your right, you see some things about my manifesto. And I'm a believer. I've not, I've not, I've not lost any touch with God. Not so. Because you can stand firm in politics. My political journey has been, has been awesome because God has called me and has sent me there to represent both, both him there, to represent even myself and the church. I must ensure that there are transcendent values that must be that must be done. I was enemy secretary, I'm assistant secretary 2016 to 2018. I've been on several committees working, and people know. And as it stands, by his mercies, I'm trusting God that I'm going to get into that office. And when I go to get to the office, I'm going to see show more dependability and more character, which people today in politics lack. And these things. We see in brethren, we see in Christians, it is not any big deal for a Christian to be truthful because it is the life of Christ in us. It is not anything for a Christian to have integrity because it is the life of Christ in us. Um, I think I want to stop there so that if we have questions, people can ask their questions. Thank you very much, sir, for the session. Very, very wonderful. So please, we can ask our question as uh, we have heard from our speaker so that we can end this session. If you have any questions, if you can ask through your audio, if you want to ask uh, through the message box, you can just bring it up so that you attend to them. Okay, I can see a lower family Jai's hands up. You can ask your questions. Yes, and I want to ask that. Now, you mentioned, thank you very much, Dr. Samuel Kwechi. You mentioned some particular committees that you are on and that you've been on a number of committees and activities that you are doing. So, uh, for me, these activities seem many. Doing it to the best quality and then getting all those things were well done. So how do you get to do it? Sir? 
Thank you, sir. All right, and thank you, Ulua Femi, for your question. And the, the committees that I work in, uh, they are, I, I don't, I'm not on so many committees at the time. They are from my the experience from 2012, since I started politics, so to speak. So I take one committee part-time. Like currently, I am the, the continuing medical education committee in, at the FCT level, and also continuing medical education national level. And this is the, there's a different time that the series has to do wrong clinics. I have my family to do. I have church to attend. I have also other, other things to do with myself. So I don't carry all the committees at the same time. So for instance, if I'm, when I, by God's grace, when I become secretary of NME FCT, that would be my primary work. Most other committees will not. I don't pile all of them together at the same time. I hope I've answered your question. Yes, thank you very much. Any other person with any any other, any other person with question, so that we can run up this section. Okay. Someone, there's a message. Sir, I don't. There's a mission message on the chat box. Yeah, I can. I can. I can see the message. Okay, he says that, sir, you mentioned SUG politics is usually run by law faculty. This is true, but I believe medical students do enter because of the stress of combining it with the academics. Plus, SUG is very stressful. How does one combine combine them? Yeah, I I agree with you. As a medical student, because of the especially within the short period of time you have at the preclinical level. Who have been SUG presidents and they did not fail their second MB exam that qualifies them to go for clinical. Um, the, the thing is, if you are going to do all that, like I said, you, you must gather a critical mass of like minds, people who will help you run the stuff. Because law students are the ones who, who do that a lot, they are able. They are able to to combine law, law law degree is also not as easy as as people look at it. So they're able to combine it. So if you if you are called to go to SUG, usually you if you have a a group of people who are critical minded, who are the same mindset, not necessarily all medical students. They, they can be from different faculties. Why not? You can be the head and the leader who will go into it and do it. But if you you also need to know your own capacity. For me, as a medical student, most of what I did were about fellowship. So it was not politics, so it was more fellowship, Christian fellowships, you know. So if you need to know yourself and know what capacity you have. But if God is calling you to eat, it means God will give you the capacity to be able to do it you should be able to combine it very well without anything. So I have a question. Can I ask? Please do. Okay, so I want to ask a question on, okay, the person that spoke on SUG politics. I noticed that as medical students, there are so many of us who have this 
urge to go into politics, but at the end of the day, we discover that financially that we are not stable. We can't do what it takes to get into those positions financially. How do we go about this situation, sir? Okay. Um, you see, the, the truth is, at the end of the day, it still boils down to the same, the same thing of getting a critical mind, a critical mass of people. Okay, for instance, I am running, I am running for an office now. And um, the, if I tell you that in the last two weeks, I've spent more than 20,000 naira on calls. But you see, have I used my money to make those, those buy credit for those calls? No. People who are who support me, people who are like-minded, I would just they just send credit. Oh, I know you are making calls. Use this one to do this. In in your in in school for medical students, it, it you, know, you may not need to necessarily have to make calls a lot. There are a lot of cheap means of getting people know you. You can do one on one. But you see, by the time you have a critical mass of people, it is easier. When you have, if you have, for instance, friends that are 30 or you have medical students who are there and they are your, they are mind, you have same mindset. And once you have this in your mind and you have these people around you, imagine that you have 30 medical students who are around you and are supporting your bid to be something in SUG and they all give you a thousand naira each. That is 30,000 naira, which will go a long way to help you to be able to to, to do whatever you need to do, print posters and all that and those. Okay, for instance, my poster. Somebody who printed the poster did it for me for free. I didn't pay a cobble. I'm a doctor. I can afford to pay for my poster. But I didn't pay. Somebody asked me, send me your pictures. I sent my pictures to him and that is the poster you, you can just like that. So it is about getting people with like minds. And these like minds are the people are, that are going to propel you to move on, like in America, people do fundraising in, in politics. For even Nigeria too. When when Buhari them are coming on um, doing politics, you see people who know they will benefit from the, the from the regime, especially business people and all that. They tend to donate funds. So once you have integrity, which I will still insist on, that if you have integrity and you call people around you, your friends, those people that you have influence over, you call them and tell them, oh, look at what I'm thinking about, look at what I'm going to do, I want to do. My brother, most times, funds are usually not the problem because people will find ways to support you even when you don't have funds. I can see a question here that, sir, what, do you, what advice do you have for, for beginners? Um, in the process of, of, the, of when I talk about what is needed, preparation, I said a lot of things. And number one is that be sure that God is leading you. Not everyone can stand the, the stress. And when God leads you to politics, it gives you the strength to be able to stand. Some people don't know how to, can't, are not um, fluent. But even fluency is not, even, is not part of the criteria for wanting to be in a, a leader, want to be in politics. There are so many politicians we have today in the country who can't even express themselves in, in basic English language. But they are politicians. Why? Because they made up their minds to go. The first advice I will give you is that the first advice I will give you for a for a before don't attend meetings. If we are truthful to ourselves, do you attend your medical student association meetings? Because you don't. 
And you, you see, sometimes the, the lecturers would think that you are, I can see somebody say something about lecturers looking at you as being unserious. If you get into politics and you are still smashing in your academic work, no lecturer will look down on you. I want to give an, an example. As a medical student, at some point, I led, not a, not a strike, but I led, I went to the provost and I told the provost mm -hmm. our part of our problems. Mm -hmm. And the provost felt like um, we're, we're joking, and we're jokers. But at the end of the day, by the time our needs were, and by the time we engaged him, at some point, he needed, he, we needed to do something like, not a threat, but telling him, that, look, sir, if you don't do this thing for us, like, you may, you may force us, give us what we wanted. I don't, I'm not a, a proponent of people being unruly. I'm not a proponent of people being on, on um, um, rude to, to their seniors or to people you are engaging. I, there, there's this thing I like to say when I talk about politics. Um, Kamas said something that it's, it is better to, to judge than to war war. To judge means it is better to engage with people than to fight. So just go on. One little, little step at a time. As we keep pushing, as we keep moving, God sees our faithfulness. God will elevate us and will grant us helpers, political helpers, not Godfathers. People will bring you to the fore and you will not need to, to, to bow to them to be able to do what you want to do. And God Amen. will help us. God bless you Amen. all in Jesus' name. Thank you for listening. I hope you were blessed. For more information, you can log on to www.cndnigeria.org.